0: Well, hello, podcast friends. I am back with my end of the month Embrace the Hell Yeah conversation. And first, I want to start off by just Talking about my couple podcast guests this month, obviously I started off my month with a Cocktails, Mocktails and conversation with my good friends, Carrie Moody, Nicole Rodriguez and Dave Sharatsky, where we kind of started the month off talking about the coronavirus and just kind of how we were all doing in the places that we were living, things that we've seen, that type of stuff. So kind of interesting to go back and listen to that podcast now a month later and just see what has changed. I also had a couple great guests on the podcast this month, and it was kind of like dietitian cheerleader month for the podcast, which was awesome. I had Jennifer McGurk, who is a uh, entrepreneur and has her own, she actually has two businesses kind of in a way. But I started listening to her Pursuing Private Practice podcast, and if you're not a person who follows that, I highly suggest you go over and tune into that podcast. She is a biz coach, and she also is an intuitive eating coach. So she helps other people incorporate that into their own practice, and she has just great value, great information. She's definitely someone you want on your dietitian team if you're looking for that information in that. Guidance, and then I had Allison Readerer. She is also an awesome dietitian cheerleader and the founder of Root and Rise Academy. She is a mentor and a career coach for dietitians, and you know, for people that struggle in this field, which I've talked about multiple times. And Allison really does a great job addressing this at all stages in the dietetics career. Uh, definitely go give her a follow on Instagram. I know she does some career coaching. She's just a great person to reach out to. And I guarantee if you contact her, she will get back in touch with you and talk with you and be that personal and relatable person to anyone at any point in your dietitian career, whether you're new or if you've been a dietitian for 20 years, she's a great resource. So tune into that podcast. If you haven't, it's another great one as well. This month, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about working during quarantine and kind of my feelings on the whole coronavirus. I know that I'm in the middle of the country in Iowa, and I have seen the coronavirus basically come from both ends of the country, you know, from the West Coast and the East Coast coming to The Midwest and how that's trickled in. We, you know, don't have those cases that many of the other parts of the world have, but I've been working this whole time. Not a lot has changed for me regarding uh, going to work and kind of living my life, which is weird kind of thinking about how it's affected me not that much. And I'm still doing what I normally do on a regular basis, but it has affected me in the way that I view what I do in my job, how I kind of run my day and, you know, not, not be mindful of the seven stops I might make on the way home. That kind of thing has changed for me. So going to work and exposing myself to lots of people, I'm exposed to a variety of people all throughout my day, whether it's coworkers or people that do shop. And that's been interesting to me of my reaction to how I kind of do my thing at work. I definitely walk different paths at work. I'm definitely more mindful about wearing a mask, but also a lot more mindful of washing my hands, you know, making sure I'm cleaning my keyboard off, my doorknob, doing that throughout the day. And this is all kind of stuff I probably should have been doing a long time ago, but I just have made myself more aware of that, And I think that's been a good thing. Like that's definitely been a positive thing for me. Um, not wearing my shoes in the house. That's been something that I sometimes will do. Most of the time I don't. But, you know, if I needed to run in and drop my bag off because I had a whole bunch of stuff in my hands, it, I wouldn't think twice about just walking into my house with my shoes on. But now I don't. My shoes stay in the garage. I actually spray them down with Lysol. And honestly, that's probably what I should be doing on a regular basis. I'm in a high traffic place. I'm around lot lot. of germs. And again, that has been a positive thing that I know I have changed for myself. I also have seen a lot of people that have also adapted those things as well. And being more mindful of, you know, not letting trash and not letting things, Kleenexes and just, you know, the things that we don't think about, like discarding Kleenexes and discarding our trash. I've seen that to be a little bit more thoughtful and more mindful because again, people leave their germs on those things. A lot of people will just throw them out the window. They'll throw them on the ground. And I, that's been a positive that I've seen as well. And I really do feel like there is a lot of good changes. My biggest concern is I don't think these changes will stay. I think just from you know the past few days, the past week about reopening up our country, people are going to go right back to what they did in the past. However, I don't know if businesses and environments, workplaces will be the same. I think there will be an adaption to how we do our work, how we do retail, how we do office space, how we do grocery shopping, how we do retail shopping, how we, you know, interact with humans, will it be, and will they allow such larger groups? I think all of that's going to shift. And I think that's a positive thing because not just for the coronavirus, but for all viruses, all infections, all health conditions, the flu too, you know, thinking about How the flu alone would be definitely beneficial from all these things by limiting the amount of people in one space and monitoring the ability to have more hand washing stations and you know um, wipes for carts and and different things like that i think that type of stuff will change i think buffets might be a thing of the past or there'll be a lot of different um, changes to a buffet line or a salad bar or things that tend to be an open grab and go situation. Um, I think of my favorite bakery where you can just go in and grab, you know, a blondie if you want, or a croissant. I think that's going to change. These are the things that I think are beneficial. These are the things that I, I hope will happen, but I also hope that people will not just run out and go crazy after all of these uh, changes have been implemented, after we've all kind of taken a step back and have stayed home and have stayed more mindful, I hope that many people um, will think more about that and will be more mindful about being in public and being around other people and not, you know, crowding people in spaces and going up on people and coughing and sneezing and not, you know, paying attention to your surroundings and the people in your surroundings and in your peripheral vision. I do hope that, you know, we do get better and the country opens up and I hope that everyone stays healthy and doesn't get sick, but that's going to happen. And if we don't take a step back and still stay mindful, then it might happen a little bit sooner than than we would like. And I also do hope that we as a dietitians or just anybody that's in the healthcare field, that we continue to know our value and continue to know how important our services are especially our dietitians that are in the clinical space that are working in hospitals. I do think so highly of all of them. I think about, you know, if this would have happened when I was a clinical dietitian, it like makes me nauseous to even think about that because at the hospital I worked at, we were one of two hospitals that probably had all the ventilators in the whole city. Um, So I really do think about them a lot and all the work that they're doing and how stressful it is for them. And for anybody that's up and close and seeing the realness of this disease by a lot of us are still sitting at home and not really seeing it, not understanding the consequences of it. And that's what makes this, this difficult change. You know, we don't see it. I was talking to a a group of friends of mine and we're like, do you know anybody that's been diagnosed? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I don't either. None of us have know anyone personally that has been diagnosed. And so when we don't have that connection, we don't see that connection and make that connection of how we need to stay changing. So even though you don't know somebody, or even though you don't personally have that connection, think about those people that do, think about the people that could be affected if you don't still continue to take the precautions necessary to keep people healthy, and just be grateful for all those people that you know have those connections and wish them the best and hope for them the best that they stay healthy and that their families stay healthy. It's a weird time. I know next month it'll be a completely different conversation. I know it takes up almost all of our news space. It takes all of you know takes up all of our mind. It takes up all of our conversations lately, but it is a big part of our lives right now. And I hope that as humans we do change for the better and we do kind of be more mindful about everything. And we do really embrace the hell yeah and do the right thing and still live our lives, but still live them with purpose and not just ignoring everything around us and just doing the, the same thing we always done. I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you're, hope you're staying safe. And if you are affected, I my thoughts and my Whole being wishes you the best. And just thank you for everybody who listens and gets inspired by this podcast. I hope that you have a great month and I will see you here at the end of May.